Hello, my Q in chart listeners and all newcomers to our podcast. I was a bit delayed with the new episode due to a lot of setbacks I had on this trip through China, between four typhoons and, quite frankly, scary ones, being stuck between the cities, soaked and wet all the time, and not being able to get internet access due to the local restrictions. Today I am finally able again to connect with all of you and bring some interesting news and updates. While traveling between several cities and being on the Chinese highways, I was a bit surprised, since most of the long-range vehicles were still dominated by the ICE vehicles, even though in almost every rest area you have an EV charging network and along a side of the highways there are very well-located charging stations. Still the dominant vehicles were gas-operated cars. Maybe it was due to the bad weather and typhoons that I encountered more on-the-road gasoline vehicles but regardless of highways and long-range travels, there is still a tremendous number of vehicles in every city, which mainly are electric vehicles. As the days passed by, it finally came a day for the last EV Expo in Shenzhen to see, before I said my farewells, to China and the people I met here. It started on September 6th and went on for three days. Unfortunately, I missed a day and a half because of a late arrival back to Shenzhen, Due to a typhoon alert and every ticket I had scheduled in the evening, by the morning was cancelled, train stations closed, airfares cancelled, and by the next. Day all was sold out, so I had to find different ways of how to get back, and finally, after exchanging several different types of transportation and choosing the route with no floods, I finally managed to get back to Shenzhen and toward a new adventure of technology. It was a great experience, and a pleasure to meet all these new people, and to get introduced to a lot of new technology that is here as well as all my travels with them. Grateful. Now back to the expo and adventure through the future. EV Expo was divided into four halls. Two of them, mainly on the manufacturing side of the chargers and their components. One was for automatization and industrial equipment for manufacturing. Beside that, there were assembly tools and a variety of equipment to produce the charging products and parts, and last one, all variety of the Components, materials, chips, and all new technology that is to be implemented in the creation of all these chargers and accessories. I was blown away by some of the equipment seen, from sealing suspended chargers and automatic feed and retract of the charging cables to the mini-robots with AI, built to charge your vehicles in automated parking structures, without the presence of a human portable robot charging station, with a DC battery storage and more. There is just like I said being in some sci-fi movie far in the future. Sleek new designs, great materials, and some of the items I have no clue what they can be used for until they do not send me brochures and videos. So still waiting on that. But let me tell you one important piece of information. Look out, because Chinese electric vehicles are coming soon to the U.S. I met with some of the manufacturers and they are just waiting on final certifications of vehicle compliances and you can anticipate by the end of 2020-23 or the first GU of 2024 to see some of the new designs in the U.S. market with competitive prices compared to what is currently offered to the wide public in the U.S. For the podcast listeners, if you want to see some of the models and designs, I am inviting you to joining us on our YouTube channel, QCharge channel, and you can see some of our videos, and for all the interviews we conduct, we have also a video feed. We are a bit behind on it for the same reasons I stated earlier in the show. Due to internet restrictions, we were unable to conduct some video interviews. However, soon we will have some very interesting experts to bring some more information on ongoing tech development in the world.
But let us continue our China journey. As I was saying, Expo was phenomenal and with a lot of technology to see, however, the main focus was for domestic use, but all these products can be easily deployed anywhere in the world. I mean, principles of electricity are the same for all countries. The only difference is the local government laws and rules that, in my opinion, are stopping faster implementation that is needed, and especially if they are already decisions made by when we should be fully electric country. So why not make it easier, I ask? We will need to get those answers and wait for them by all the leaders to realize that change has to be made and fast, even in their legislative will. The biggest issue we all face, and that is, there is simply not enough electricity and resources. The implementation of utility companies is more and more delayed, since the demand for electrical power is on the rise. So what are the alternatives? Well, there is plenty of green energy to be used and implanted, so it is really all converted to use renewable energy to self-sustain and support this growth in this industry without dependency on conventional resources that are still dominating to be able to create electric vehicles, chargers, electricity and all other elements to it. We need to start thinking of independence from utility companies and governments due to some of the strict rules in some countries on how to sell electricity that in a way does not belong to you since it belongs to utilities or governments to sell and is restricted by laws. But there are innovative resources to be used such as thermal or hydrogen substations, use of battery storage systems to charge it with cheaper electricity in the night times and to be deployed in high peak time in a day, double-sided solar panels or even see-through solar panels where entire building can become a solar system if properly implemented and planned in time. The wind is still not as much in use as it should be, and that can be a great energy resource when there are not enough sunny days or at night. All this is available now. One of the issues I face everywhere is the people's mindset. They just have difficulty accepting the change and visualizing the future that can be. I always, since an early age, have lived and dreamed of the future, and even to this day I still can foresee the future that can be and will be. It's only the question of how fast are we willing to adapt to a change that can be positive for the entire world and our society. Green energy is the future, and we need to start the change before it is too late or before other country leaders surpass the one who is resilient the most, and then who will be the third world country. I will say this much, I believe we are on the right path, but the one problem we all face is who will get the biggest chunk of the money in the process, and that is what creates all this competition amongst companies and countries instead to come together and make it more affordable for faster deployment. Of course, money and revenue will always come first to some people, but they need to realize that this is a huge industrial revolution and change, so there is plenty for all, just move things a bit faster and sooner, and allow small entities to build what big corporation and industrials cannot achieve due to cooperative laws and slow process where the legislative world is obstruction. Relive yourself of that burden so that small businesses can help with faster ventures in the future. You are still all big and powerful, so why stay in a way of better sustainability and development? Why are all the programs we have available, but not to be easier to approach and be able to achieve all this together? I ask all these questions since I have been a long-time small business operator, and I was able to finish projects way sooner than any corporation with more personnel than I. So, there is something wrong with those structures of implementations, and that is why I can see that more and more corporations will utilize independent contractors and small businesses since they move faster and they have fewer liabilities, but there is a risk of who to choose, who is a good fit for the partnerships. But I believe in chances given, 
So be bold and try it out. Good will come out of it. Well, that would be all from me for today, and I hope I did bring you some hope and good news about our future. I am an optimist about our future, and I believe people will adopt soon enough. To my newly Far East friends, thank you for hospitality and everything you showed me, not only technology, but all the great food, tea, ceremonies, and culture, and warmth that came with it. For that experience I am the most grateful. Thank you again. For everyone else, don't forget the one most important thing you can do for us, and that is to subscribe, like, and share, and we welcome your comments and inquiries. Feel free to reach out, and we will welcome your comments and thoughts. Good day, evening, or night, wherever you may be. Until next time.